Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 24 of Laughing Into the Void. I'm your host, Tom, and co-hosting with me tonight, as always, is the lovely Rosalind Paris. Hi! 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 Hi. <laughs> um, you can watch our previous broadcasts on the District Comedy YouTube and Facebook channels or listen to them on most podcast platforms. If you enjoy the stream, please consider making a donation of any size or following us on social media using the links in the description. But here with us today, we have Bob Rose! Hello! Ooh. Bob Rose is a comedy filmmaker and comedy podcaster. His podcast, Thunder Grunt has clocked over 250 episodes. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ThunderGruntBob. Thank you so much for being with us today. Let's jump right in. Woo, 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 woo. Thank you for having me. And I want to say the actual hilarity of the fact that I was going to ask you guys if I could take a bathroom break right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I actually need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's okay. Yep. Um, that's fine. I did yeah, not we'll, expect this. We'll stall for time. Yeah. Can, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm really sorry, but this is a great way to open an episode. Yeah, this is very just, uh, definitive of who quick. I am. <laughs> uh, I'm going to turn my camera off real quick. I am so sorry, but if it's going to be good. a problem. No, no, no. This is hilarious. You, no, you, it's you, you do, you. Um, I'm like, he muted himself too, right? Okay. If we I didn't mute myself. Fluffy. Okay. Okay. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking share. the. I'm not taking you into the bathroom with me. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're not we're not quite that in depth with our journalism. I'll be right I mean, back. I am be. so sorry. You're good. You're good. Talk about like Don't worry about it. getting to see, you know, behind the man. Yeah, um the man behind the podcast. He posts well, just like everybody. I'm so I guess while we're waiting for, for to exercise some demons. Um, yeah, so I actually, uh, I've known Bob for seven-ish years now, I think. Yeah, a long time. Um, and the reason I invited him on is I thought it would be like a cool perspective for us since we usually have comedians or, uh, what happened, mostly just comedians on here. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to go over it before the show started and it's like, we had Katie Dubois, who is like a theater producer and filmmaker. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we had uh, Ginger, Ginger, drag queen and stand up. Still stand, yeah. yeah. Um, and Ed, who's like a stand up but does like character work, and then Dad Ghost, who, Dad Ghost, Ghost Dad, who would never call himself a comedian, but he co-hosts yeah, a comedic Mondo. event with me. Oh yeah, you can take a second since we have time if you want to plug Mondo. Yeah, actually, I'm kind of excited uh, for this Friday's feature. So um, some of our longtime viewers submitted this movie. Um, it's called uh, the Diamond Di the Diamond Arm, Ooh. the Diamond Arm, and it's a Soviet era Russian James Bond knockoff, <laughs> which uh, is a little bit new of a concept for us. But so um, as always, we're on cast. All you have to do is download the app and search for Mondo Baltimore. Um, we have a clip show. I believe it's going to be Russian themed <laughs> for obvious reasons at I'm seven. Kind of wondering uh, like if it's a Russian James Bond, then who the villain's going to be? <laughs> Cause aren't the villains I mean, normally I'm... Russian and James Bond films traditionally? I mean, yeah. And like the, in most of them. Yeah. Up until you it, know, it'll like... have to be the Americans to balance everything out. Although, weirdly, there is one James Bond movie that, like, basically an Osama Bin Laden figure is, like, his ally. Oh. <laughs> that one did not age well. No. No, it did not. <laughs> so, sorry, I interrupted um, you. As no, it's like, fine. Um, find in Mondo, look for it on cast. And, uh, yeah. What time was it again? Did you say that already? Clip show at 7, movie at 8. And we're doing an intermission game of some sort, but we don't know what that is just yet. So Friday, so. clip, show at 7, mm -hmm. and movie at 8, on yep. cast, look up Mondo. K-A-S-T. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll also take a second to plug, um, believe it or not, I don't always uh, just host shows. Sometimes I do comedy, too. And uh, I'm also very forgetful, so I forgot that I had made myself some stuff to promote 
my comedy stuff when it's not district comedy called tomb comedy because of how my initials work so if you want to give those a like and a follow on the facebooks and the instagrams it's at tomb comedy t-o-m-b i like it well luckily chris still reads it as tom b comedy um which is how i intended it but also i don't mind like i have a i've been told i have a dark twisted uh sense of humor you know I mean, to be fair, I've been reading it as Tom B. Comedy also, but now I'm going to read it as Tomb Comedy. Dun, dun, dun. Like, if I had a logo, I'd have to incorporate, like, a tombstone somehow, but it also... You could have you, like, Nosferatu, like... I'm here to make you laugh! Honestly, I'd be a hot vampire, so that's fine. Yeah, and then you could get an OnlyFans. Uh, We have one already. I can plug that, too, but... Um, I wanted there's to grab it just in case. There's no content on it. Um, but if you look for at Dick Strict Comedy, Strict comedy. Um, that, that, that's an OnlyFans that we technically have. And I think I'm just going to hold on to it until like somebody else will want that username and be willing to pay a lot of money for it. <laughs> and, I'll, and that's when I'll cash in. Some people, it was like GameStop stocks for me. It's uh, OnlyFans uh, handles. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, to I'm be back, fair. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, Yay! <laughs> I am so sorry. All right, <laughs> give it up for Bob Rose, everybody. Oh, I'll turn on my camera. Hold on a second. I'm like kind of on the fence on whether or not I want to include this segment when we do. Oh, like, please a do. It's podcast. <laughs> oh, no, God. you should include it. It's really funny as long as Bob doesn't mind. I don't care. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, and you we're still live. Are we live right now? No, we're, yeah, we're still, still live right now. Yeah, so we yeah. we went and like shamelessly plugged some things for ourselves. I mean, uh, I plugged off. Mondo. So <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm really sorry. So we're talking earlier about uh, mental illness and stuff. I'm I have also diagnosed with several physical illnesses. One of them being IBS. <laughs> <Woo>! So <laughs> sometimes out of nowhere, <laughs> things become a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. happens to all of us I... I am very sorry but that's yeah. very indicative of who i am roz can tell you i do have poop stories in my life because having a bathroom is the most important thing in life i had a, a roommate in uh in college who's puerto rican and she had ibs and like she was like really kind of like bitchy and like she'd be like dressing someone down for like not washing their dishes or something and she just stopped and she'd be like i have to shit and she would like just like <laughs> turn and just like waddle away oh and it was, the, it was the funniest thing like <laughs> my she'd be, like uh, screaming oh, at her boyfriend on the phone in spanish and then i just hear i have to shit and she would hang up on him and run into the bathroom that's also like a great way to end a conversation that you don't want to have <laughs> Yeah, I've done that. Well, I mean, uh, I've done that several times because I've sort of built up a reputation with my friends because of my own admission about how much and how often I shit because apparently shitting like three to five times a day isn't normal for some people. Some people don't do it for like once every three days, once a week. Oh, my God. They're sick. Yeah, I know. I was like, how do, what are you eating? What are you cheese, eating? Only cheese. Only right, right. So the fact that I go so go so much, that's part of who I am as a person because it always literally affects every social encounter I have. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I will uh, say this is one. Uh, this is one topic in comedy that we have not touched on yet. We haven't, which is weird. Considering so, how popular a topic it is. Uh, well, on to- mics that I go to. <laughs> I was going to say on top of IBS, I also have my gallbladder removed, which adds an extra fun. Oh, no. it, it, like everything is just like when it happens, it's going to happen <laughs> whether you like it or not. No, I, I still love the idea because I also have uh, my performance appraisal at work coming up next week. So if it's going south and I don't want to finish that conversation, <laughs> you can do that. that's going to be my out. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> no I mean, one's going to say No. I'll tell you this, uh, my longest, probably I would call it my most successful relationship started with us flirting for about an hour while I sat on a stool trying not to shit myself. <laughs> like literally trying, like that's the only thing I could think about was clamping it down because <laughs> oh I wanted God. to keep talking to her. 
<laughs> I was really enjoying it, but the whole time I was like ready to explode. Oh my god! And I had to basically make up a good excuse why when 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 the show we were watching was over, why I was going to hang out for a little while because <laughs> I had to run to the bathroom. Is this too much shit talk? No, that's fine. Oh. I was actually going to say the irony of uh, needing to shit while sitting on a stool. Double stool. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a pun. Anyway, we do Feels have good. other <laughs> questions though. If we want to, if we want to dig into that, yes, we do. Have, we, we need to at least start with the same question. We yeah, started. we can always come back to poop. Um, My lighting is so much worse here. God, I'm sorry. No, I'll go. Fine. Um, but yeah. Um, so we start and end every interview with the same question for every guest. Um, so the first official question uh, we'll ask you, other than poop stuff, is. Um, <laughs> How would you describe your sense of humor to someone who maybe's never seen your work? Um, so I get this a lot uh, in in film festivals and some friends, like tangential friends that usually, or even close friends that usually describe me. I think they usually say something akin to Tim and Eric, mm-hmm. uh, as far as my filmmaking is concerned, or even my sense of humor. I don't view myself like that, even though I'm a huge fan of Tim and Eric. I view myself more in the vein of Kids in the Hall. That's my sense of humor. Kids in the Hall is kind of like, it def- I really defines the core of my sense of humor. But I really like everything. You can't really pin me down on what I like and watch. But when, what, from what I make, I aim for Kids in the Hall. Mm. Especially Bruce McCullough, if you guys remember his sketches specifically, how weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like a little bit absurdist, maybe. Absurdist. Uh, if you were one of the one of the most defining sketches of my life is Love and Sausages. I don't know if you guys remember that sketch. It's Bruce McCullough and it's like a German expressionist short film almost where it's about him falling in love with a woman, but he's a guy that works at a sausage factory <laughs> and he has to steal sausages for his hungry grandfather. <laughs> oh. It's wonderful. Uh, if you can ever find it, watch that. But that's, that's my sense of humor. Really. It's, it's kids in the hall. Yeah. Awesome. And I think it is good to distinguish that. Uh, and I've said this before, but it's particularly true for me, I feel, but like, my sense of humor is not necessarily the same as the stuff that I like, you know? Like, right, right. Uh, I wish I could do... Uh, no, I don't. I was going to say, I wish I could be an edgy comic. I really don't. I don't <laughs> give a shit about that. Um, but, like, you know, I wish there, I could tackle some uh, material, but, you know, I, I can't because I, I, I know my brand too well. Um. No, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I watch stuff as popular as the office but i don't think i could write the office you know what i mean yeah i can't i I couldn't write parks and rec i wouldn't want to but i like it yeah it's it's nothing like anything i've made but i like it yeah awesome yeah Yeah, it's like it's kind of like there's a difference between like what your influences are and what you enjoy you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. right like because for me too, I would say probably Kids in the Hall is one of my biggest comedic influences. And I think like a lot of people around our age like grew up watching them after school on mm-hmm. Comedy Central. So they like kind of had like a resurgence. It, it's our age group too where you would say Comedy Central because that's where I found Kids in the Hall. It's not when it originally aired or anything. It was <laughs> constant daily reruns. Like Comedy Central was Kids in the Hall and 90s SNL for like yep. 10 years. That's all they had. It was those two things. Yeah. So, but um, but did yeah, that answer was, the question? Probably. Like, totally okay. Did. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, to summarize, if you're just tuning in, he likes absurdist stuff, a la Kids in the Hall, and uh, yeah, that's that's good. Um, and then also kind of using that, wondering about because uh, obviously with 250 episodes, Thundergrunt, and you also said I think before we were airing um, that you been doing this podcast for 10 years so i've been podcasting for 10 oh, years I see. let me let me be clear i used to have i started out uh on another baltimore show they got they actually got a good fan base for a while it was called an innocent looking bookstore and we did that for about four years mm-hmm. and that had to die because we literally spent nine hours recording episodes and we did one every week it was a nightmare oh uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, big ups to my friend Matt who used to edit it and everything. It was crazy. We were young. What do you want? <laughs> so I learned my lesson from that. I started. Then we started our own network called Thundergrunt, which had several shows that I was not on and our friends weren't on. But we were trying to make an umbrella. We did that for about three years and it completely failed. <laughs> 
it was a good experiment, but it totally failed. When that failed, I kept the Thundergrunt name and turned it into my own thing and made it one podcast with multiple shows on it. And I control what the shows are now. So it's my thing now. But it's been a 10 year up and down, dramatic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a dramatic story to get to where I am now, I guess. Nice. So, like, kind of going through that, have you found that you really prefer the dynamic of like, working primarily like on your own or do you kind of miss uh having more involved partners are you talking about like like pre and post pandemic type of thing or um because yeah we can throw the pandemic dynamic oh well <laughs> if i've learned any so I, the interesting thing about the pandemic i think is that it's when most people started podcasts because really yeah. what else can you do besides make <laughs> right right <laughs> no, no, no shade i i don't want to throw shade on that that I think it's very valid thing because what people are home, they're stuck. You can you can totally you know get your voice out there. Um, for me, oddly enough, the, the first part of the pandemic, I don't know, Roz, if you remember me even posting about this, but I stopped podcasting. That was my response to the, the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't have anything left to say. Every I had nothing left to say on anything, so I just didn't want to even talk. But I've learned in the last year that the value of podcasting to me, as much as I like the zoom stuff and I have done, I do my one show on zoom and I've done interviews on zoom since for my podcast, but I've learned that the value for me is in person. Like yeah. the reason I did it for 10 years was because it was hanging out with my friends. Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. th that's true. I mean, I laughed. I've there's recorded laughter of my own voice more than most humans will ever laugh in their entire life and i can't and I, and that to me is is my value and since the pandemic took that away i have not been nearly as enthusiastic about it is no. that the kind of thing you were looking for that might yeah be that's exactly yeah. the <laughs> deep shit that i love and yeah. it also like kind of i've never thought of that about that before and it kind of makes me uh grateful because i you know obviously people have heard me say this before but like me and Roz go way back doing the improv stuff um so it's a nice way to frame it that like I've laughed probably more than like many people get to um yeah yeah that being that's said, why doing this stuff is makes it a cool life because of the yeah. laugh honestly and, and it's um yeah it's definitely been like <laughs> a, a great coping mechanism for me um <laughs> yeah. and on the other side of that though I do feel like it's been really cool doing uh, some of the virtual stuff and like meeting some of the people and like it's it's not the same. I do miss no, actual people, but like uh, I am I get not some laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> I, I don't want to shit on like Zoom podcasting or anything. I'm not doing that. I like during the pandemic, I did a podcast with Michael Winslow with one of my best friends. That would never happen in person. <laughs> like, of you know, Space I'm never going to. Spaceballs and Police Academy fame. Yeah, sorry, way. Michael Winslow of Spaceballs and Police Academy fame. Um, <laughs> like, I've done, I've done interviews uh, with a few people that live very far away from me, and that would have never happened had it not been for doing me switching to doing this type of stuff. So, it's, it's. I'm not in any way insulting that. I'm just saying personally. Well, no, and having my too, friends, the yeah. actual people part of it is is huge. It's um, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too, I mean, like, as, as someone who's listened to a lot of Bob's, uh, his oeuvre of podcasts <laughs> yeah. over the years, starting with an innocent looking bookstore, like, I think there's something highly improv improvisational um, to like your humor, too, because a lot of it is just like, organic interaction with your friends, which is like, I mean, yeah. a lot of the people that you're working with or who are routine guests are also probably some of the funniest people I'll ever meet. Um, Thanks. Well, there's, I there's, agree. Yeah, there's definitely like an aspect of it makes you feel like you're hanging out with your friends, but with better jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I don't I'm not going to thank you for that compliment. I don't know about the better jokes thing, but <laughs> I think if we ever had anything going for us, specifically with my one show on Thunderground bonus disc with my friend Matt, which we have not done at all during the pandemic um is that it has that aspect of it's like you're hanging out with us and yeah. i've had a lot of friends tell me they re-listen to old episodes because oh. they just want to be in a room with us again in norton like normally and that's the best way they can do it and that the reason we haven't even tried to do it like this was mostly me but i don't 
the, that had value because Matt would come over with a guest. We'd watch a movie on a Saturday. We'd hang out, you know, they'd smoke. <laughs> we'd get order food. <laughs> then we do it. You know, then we talk through the whole movie. It was like a whole day. I don't want to be on zoom the whole day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to watch an entire movie with somebody and then, then talk over zoom for like three hours about it. <laughs> so that's, yeah, it just, it has that value. There's an in-person thing like live shows, live music versus someone playing their drums over zoom. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Especially with- if they have shitty equipment. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> At a bad delay. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You're still on dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dial-up. But on the producing side of it, as far as, like, I guess the technical elements, um, is that something that maybe uh, is is preferable, where you have, like, more creative control and not have to, like, I don't know, discuss as much? I'm a big fan of being my own boss. <laughs> you mean, like, you mean, like, the actual technical aspects or, like, just the scheduling and all that stuff? Because uh, both sides, I, I would like, say, yeah, the, the Zoom version, this version of podcasting is so much easier. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I've tried to I've tried to, like, make sure my when I when, when I have guests, like, try to get them to sound the best as they can. But in the end, I'm like, whatever you got, you got. And I have one audio stream that I just master. And that's what it is. It doesn't matter. It's not like the hours I used to spend trying to figure out how everyone in the room sounds the best. I covered my kitchen in foam. Like I tried my best for years to make my podcast sound good. And here I am back at person screaming into their phone in their car. And I'm like, well, that's the best I can get. So it's, it's less to edit. It's less to worry about completely. Yeah. And the scheduling is way easier because someone just has to pop on their computer. Yeah. yeah. And, and most people are always by that computer right now. Uh, <laughs> right. right. Okay. That's all we got. Yeah. Uh, well, right now I'm off work, so I'm looking at the good computer. The bad <laughs> computer is downstairs. Yeah, that's also, like, tangent. But, like, one of the really frustrating things is that I was teleworking and then stopped teleworking. And it is, I get so much work done teleworking just because at work we, they give us like the shittiest computers um, and I'm like if, if I were running this on my computer at home I'd be done by now but no I'm still waiting for this thing to fucking turn on <laughs> like it can't like it can almost not run zoom type of shitty like it's like that level mm-hmm. like it's just barely hanging on with zoom <laughs> it's like uh, we got we they probably came from like uh, public surplus like Lennox auction like that's where I imagine these came from like you can get 50 computers for $50 what a deal does uh, it run on Windows Vista <laughs> no Millennium come on <laughs> oh my god oh man <sighs> I miss her um, but yeah <laughs> I don't know her um, but with uh, but with then uh, I guess we kind of already went into like some of the challenges uh, what's been your favorite part about kind of i guess the the pandemic version of what you're doing if there is a favorite part uh really that the, my favorite part is is that i started and so my podcast has several shows on it i'm on like three or four of them but i do have some of my friend shows but i made a new one during the pandemic where i could just talk to people because i was like the format of all my shows really i had no, nothing that would work like that mm-hmm. so i doing that i was able to talk to a few people who i met through different circles like film circles and stuff who don't live here um you know people that live in like minnesota or the fact that like michael winslow or somebody that's in new york like i I, that's my favorite part is i can get people that i would never be able to talk to you know yeah Yeah. that's really it i mean because before roz can tell you it was just it was my friends it was people (laughs) who could drive to my house (laughs) which you know yeah, that's where the value is, but you can get more famous people <laughs> if, you, if you can get them from anywhere. Yeah. As as far and foreign as Minnesota, yeah, <laughs> from exotic land, <laughs> like, like, like Idaho. Minnesota. I don't know why I said Minnesota. <laughs> One guy was from Minnesota, yeah, and he was great. Yeah, but that's my favorite part is it. It, it gives you the ability to do something that would never happen. In, in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's point. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. And 
gonna go on to the next question just because uh, I feel like you're very easy to talk to and now I'm worried about it because I'm like now I got an agenda to get through these questions uh, <laughs> oh okay that's fine uh, but okay Tom is very organized. I wasted like I... five minutes of your time so don't feel bad I, already, <laughs> I was already the asshole of this episode you're so. good it was seven um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm even more of an asshole <laughs> no I'm just kidding sorry uh, although it's recorded, so we could somebody, if you're watching, go back and tell us how much time he spent in the bathroom. No, um, no, it's funnier if we leave it in. You can't edit it out. It's no, so we're leaving funny. it in, and then the people watching will like do like a stats sheet. Um, <laughs> I'm fine with all of it. Go ahead. But um, uh, yeah. Um, so like we mentioned, you've done 250 episodes of of the podcast. Uh, mm. For somebody maybe like us, I don't know. Um, what tips would you give uh, for making a podcast sustainable in the long term? It seems like a lot of the motivation was that, like, actually enjoy it because you were doing it with your So, friends. yeah, this is a great question because this is, like I told you about my original podcast, I learned a lot of lessons about what is not sustainable because the fact that we <laughs> recorded for nine. five to nine hours sometimes, <laughs> we wrote a skit, we did a, we wrote a fake commercial, we did all this stuff, and we had really ambitious goals there. The truth was, though, that had to die. It just you had to stab it in the heart and kill it, no matter how much you loved it. But I, I learned that number one, I don't edit the time, which I think you guys pretty much understand now because you're doing this live. Mm -hmm. I don't edit the talking anymore, and honestly, that has just that took so much weight off it and made me go, I can do this forever because all I got to do is record it and then <laughs> pop it up. Um, cause, you know, like it's just way easier. And I think some people when they start out they record like four or five hours of something like just and then, then they edit it all down to like their one hour and i'm like do you understand like the post on that is insane like you have to listen to everything and then cut it cohesively into a, a conversation yeah. but also i prefer in my the podcast i listen to it for it to be unedited talking like i yeah. prefer it myself as a as a listener so yeah no i i think i tried like one or two episodes just to do any editing at all not even like trying to clip it to make it shorter or anything and i was just like uh, uh no <laughs> this has taken too long and i feel so bad we the only one i regret is we had for this show kelly zemnikis on and she is a comedian in canada uh shout out kelly uh it'll be fine baking show on youtube um but she gave such a great interview and then i realized after the fact that i had fucked up my own mic so horribly that there oh, was just God. like no way that i wasn't gonna get all the like horrible static and like feedback out like i think either like my volume was up all the way or my gain was just turned up all the way and i was is like there's no saving this that's the only one where i was like i i wish i had editing skills at this point <laughs> although i don't know if there was anything that could be done at that point <laughs> yeah once you're peaking it's kind of over yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but i find this to be more reliable because at least i can hear the other person and i'm recording my audio mm -hmm. like if i'm doing it if i'm doing it in my kitchen like i used to do i'm kind of just going by guessing i'm like i guess i can hear everyone right or are they in the room i guess every mic's picking oh it up God. you know what i mean like and there's been mistakes have been made let's say that yeah. mistakes were made i i actually lost like two episodes completely just from bad sd cards uh what do you do you can't you know we're at the we're at the mercy of technology so yeah oh god that that sounds horrible also i really like, i felt I would terrible. definitely be I... the person to accidentally never turn on my mic and just <laughs> <laughs> well we thought we thought you were yeah you were good because you heard me in the other room because i'm just a loud person <laughs> if i if i had to make a suggestion for anyone like buying equipment or anything Mm -hmm. buy mics with phantom power don't buy the ones you have to turn on for them to work because of what you just said <laughs> i literally recorded an entire podcast where someone didn't like flick the switch or flick it hard enough and their mic was off the entire time and you just don't you know you just go yeah. you just power through <laughs> you find out later so yeah always buy phantom power mics if you're doing it live because you want them to be on all the time Oh wow. That's a good tip. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's very simple, but it's <laughs> I'm gonna have to look up what that is. Phantom power just means like it. it has no on off button. It's powered by the source. So. Oh, awesome. Yay. Yeah. We're yeah. good, Roz. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, well like this, you got the zoom, right? So you're good. 
Oh, well, the Zoom isn't, uh, like, recording the audio. Oh, okay. It, like, goes into OBS. And OBS could be recording it, but I've been relying on, um, like, the fact that it streams to YouTube to be, like, my archive of all the stuff. Because if I ever no, needed it, good. I could just download it from YouTube. Um, but I yeah. use OBS well, it's also. What's that? I, I also use OBS. It's great. Yay! Yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm speaking a foreign language when uh, I talk about OBS. I've had people, like, try and... Like ask me, oh, how do you get like a timer on your stream? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, you gotta you do this, this, and this. And like, w when you actually get the program, it's actually not that bad. But sometimes I don't know. It's a little bit of a learning curve for sure. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, Ross. <laughs> no, it's. I know fine. how much you love OBS. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm never gonna be mad at Tom for talking shop because he literally makes all of this happen. I right. I just show up. Oh my so. god. I'm also, like, because I have uh, poor, like, skills as far as, like, monitoring myself, so I'll go on another tangent. I've also been trying to migrate the website over from, uh, like, HostGator to GitHub, so I don't have to pay, like, a very small annual fee, <laughs> and I'm dying. Like, it is so much effort, and it's not worth it. It's gonna save me, like, I don't know, five bucks a month. <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought about doing the same market. thing with Anchor because Anchor came on the scene and Anchor's like also a free podcasting hosting mm -hmm. thing. And I was like, I've been doing this for 10 years and I have like four friends who started podcasts on Anchor. And I was like, what's with Anchor? And they're like, it's free. It's basically YouTube for podcasts. And I was like, of course. It's like, <laughs> I've been doing it for 10 years. I'm still paying <laughs> for those for my shit. Yeah. And everyone who just started right now is doing it completely free. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't feel like migrating it because I know it's a big pain in the ass. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's the website at least hasn't been fun. I don't know about podcasting. I feel like I've already had issues and I have like lost full episodes. Um, really, it was just like an unedited version of uh, Brooks's our first episode of this podcast, <laughs> but it's fine. Anyway, um, back on track. Um, yeah, Roz, do you want to ask the next question? Uh, about yes. Betwixt? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So in addition to the podcast, um, you know, you're also a filmmaker. Uh, I believe one of sort your of. Old, older... Okay. Yeah, Bob says he's not a filmmaker, but he has film short films that he has created. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not just, a filmmaker. I just make films. <laughs> I'm just self-depreciating. It's one of those things where I've, I know the people in my circles and in my outer circles that call themselves a filmmaker constantly and I can't stand those people so I want to be not those people <laughs> as much as I can be <laughs> so I cringe not a filmmaker is like complimenting yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like no no don't call me that because then there's all this stuff attached to it I, you know but as a brief... sorry Roz I didn't mean to interrupt you no you're fine as a brief motion picture originator <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> so you, you've got like a, a decent amount of films. I know you submit to festivals pretty recently and, um, poetry betwixt friendship, I think was recently yeah. screened at the Alamo draft house. Yeah, it was, it was for, yeah. uh, this thing called grindsploitation fest. Um, it's a cool festival. I, I didn't think I'd get in this short I made. Uh, 2011 2012 like literally a decade ago yeah. so i made it a decade ago it's just a youtube like I, as far as i considered nothing would ever happen with it again but they were like we don't care when you made stuff so you submitted it and i was like oh the alamo draft house you know yeah i also consider myself really good at submitting things where i know some filmmakers aren't like they'll make a short or they'll make a movie and then they just sort of submit it to one festival and just wait for every <laughs> rejection or <laughs> or acceptance and you never you know no one ever sees it they just kind of hide their stuff away i've never been like that i'm like no no i'll put it on youtube i don't care it's, i'm not trying to make money with films but i'll put it on youtube and i will submit it to like it's really a spaghetti at the wall type of thing like if it's i'll, th I'll submit it to a bunch of fests and if anything sticks i'll be happy so uh it's not that I, that no one likes this stuff i'm just saying like i know that part of it yeah <laughs> and i'm pretty i've i've grown over the years in the last 10 years to be pretty good at if i have a short film i can make sure someone will see it yeah i'm fest will see it or you know whatever so yeah yeah no and i'm i'm proud of that it's not like i'm trying to throw my all my shit in the garbage but 
No, that's but awesome. You shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, it, it's also digital, so I don't think you could actually do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, so how did you start making films? You know, like how old were you? What was like the synthesis behind it? Um, Where did it all start? It also, I mean, ob- obviously, it's the most obvious story. My parents bought me a camcorder, and then I made a bunch of stuff with my dog. <laughs> like my dog I had like my dog with puppets you know and I used to make like an entire TV show with my dog and which no one will ever see <laughs> like ever because it's just atrocious but I used to do that kind of stuff and then I mean like you know Roz uh, movies are my life whether I yeah. whether I make them it's I'm always going to just be a critic or like watching them most of the stuff I talk about as movies if I didn't make them i wouldn't be happy even if it's just a short film every few years like i have to do it every now and then just to be a part of it you know i don't i don't need i don't i don't need to you know make full-length features every year to be happy but i need to make something yeah and most of my movies i consider them making fun of filmmaking too so there's another added layer to that and making fun of myself yeah well, and I think that was actually a lot of, I had a lot of similar motivations because also before the pandemic, uh, our improv troupe had just broken up. And then when things went into lockdown, I was like, I need to do something creative. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Isn't it like, it like swelled in my stomach the whole, yeah. as much as I was, I felt like I couldn't move for six months. Yeah. At the same point, I was like, I got to make something. And I actually, I did make a movie with friends that is being submitted to festivals so I did make a actually a feature length movie with some friends that I met at festivals during the pandemic. And eventually that will be, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen with that, but you know, it'll eventually be available for people, but yeah. What's it called? It's called the transformations of the transformations of the doctors Jenkins. <laughs> it's pretty weird. It's a, it's a zoom movie. Okay. And it's, it involves uh, filmmakers from all over the world. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and we spent a couple months doing that and, uh, I, I made a segment for it and my say, I'm one of the people in charge of making it and I made a segment for it and I spent like, I spent like three months on mine and it's still, you know, uh, I'm proud of it. It's a no budget thing. We all had fun and there are some really good friends now, like the people I made it with. I met them all at film festivals. Okay. And you know, what is to like, you know, somewhere in California, Florida, uh, the, the person who edited the movies in Britain. So like, yeah, this is all friends that I met through festivals. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It, you know, it, it, I did do something during the pandemic, <laughs> as the yeah. hellfire that it was, <laughs> and the worst year of my life. I still did something, so I'm happy about that. And also, if yeah, you yeah. didn't do anything during the pandemic. That's okay too. That's oh, absolutely. I don't <laughs> want to shame anybody for that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. can't believe I even did something. I think the only reason that we even got off our asses to do it and believe me all of us were like okay (laughs) you know like we're like we have to do like it's a good idea we got to do it and so it it was even dragging our feet for that like we all a pandemic is a full-time job Mm -hmm. it is yeah it's emotionally physically uh it's just a full-time job like i couldn't even get out of bed most days so no shame on anyone not doing it (laughs) If you if you just got vaccinated and stayed alive, you you did everything you needed to do. Yeah, but honestly, between between hosting Mondo and and you know all of the stuff Tom's done with District Comedy, I'm only sane today because of that. Yeah. Because like for me, I if I go too long without performing or creating something, I just get really depressed and in a horrible mood, and I don't know why. And then. I perform and I feel like amazing afterwards. And it's like, Oh, that's what I was missing. Like, it's I, almost like a personality disorder or something. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It's like, it's that hole in your stomach that can never be fed. It's just constant. But I, I didn't listen to all of Mike's episode, but I listened to some of it. Uh, Mike Ridgeway. I was yeah. going to say Roz too. Like <laughs> Roz, I'm sort of part. I'm like, I'm, I'm not the face of Mondo Baltimore. Like Roz is mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the background, but that is also something I'm proud of all of us for keeping that going for every week for the entire pandemic. Like Roz has literally entertained a, a good, healthy group of people once a week for the entire pandemic. Usually while drunk, usually while <laughs> drunk, but you did a great, you did a great job. 
and I'm proud of all of us for just keeping it going because it would have been yes. easy not to do it. So we actually we actually did give Mondo a plug at the beginning of the show, but Bob is one of our committee members. Yeah, yeah, I'm on uh, it too. So I, yeah, I didn't want, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm the one who suggested Roz become a host. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, because like we had our uh, we had a host for about ten years, and he wanted he a very valid very validly tired of doing it yeah so uh we had some we wanted new people to do it and Ra, i you know i knew roz was funny and we i was like what about roz and everyone was like yes so that happened that happened what like a year before the pandemic yeah about a, well yeah about a year before the pandemic yeah yeah and um yeah and then originally it was going to be like rotating hosts but then <laughs> everyone Ridgeway just were, failed Ridgeway and i were just kind of the ones that kept showing up so <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is fine i mean we both love doing it it's just <laughs> yeah basically what i'm hearing is between me and bob we basically saved your life <laughs> okay maybe not you're maybe welcome not. for those of you listening uh raza's face says that no <laughs> just no. It's a, if a facial expression was ever just the word no that's that's what it was um i will say my partner probably thanks you for making me a more pleasant person throughout the year he's been trapped inside with me <laughs> no but like yeah, before we started doing these shows yes very similarly yeah. like i was super depressed um part of that was also trying to finish grad school at the same time it's like getting and during a pandemic right? yeah. Yeah. um but yeah and i think that like in general because we did like uh talk about mental illness a little bit before we aired um that like that's a little bit of it too is that like comedy is like something that a lot of people use as like not just a coping mechanism but a lot of it of it is kind of like therapy so it's like with that it also i find uh kind of attracts um that kind of crowd the comedy like the people who kind of need to be creative and need to perform um or or like that's why because they'll get depressed <laughs> i mean i i don't know if i could say this for myself but i definitely feel it socially um there's an addiction to laughter just making other people laugh yeah mm. that's been severed from everyone <laughs> even i mean zoom is fine and everything but like making a crowd laugh that's like a drug right that's serotonin it just can't get yeah in this world currently yeah we've talked a lot with uh the comedians we've had on about zoom mics and that's kind of one of the things that everyone talks about is like it's a great way to try out material it's a great way to you know hit like five mics at once especially like <laughs> you've got physical limitations or you're in the middle of montana and you can't drive for five out you know mm -hmm. uh but everyone says the, the one thing they miss is the laughter being organic or being easy to hear because you know nine times out of ten if i'm on zoom i'm like muted and camera off and i'm doing a bunch of disgusting things <laughs> so... while listening to comedy <laughs> yeah yeah exactly a bunch of disgusting <laughs> Like underneath the camera angle, or just <laughs> from no, every angle, from every angle like outside the box. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, her whole wall is covered in shit outside of the shot we see right now. Yeah, this is this is just a background. This is a wall. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so <laughs> moving on from my disgusting behavior. <laughs> um. Bob, this was something I was genuinely wondering. So I actually wanted to ask this question. Um, so for people who have seen your films or people who are going to, which I highly recommend because I think they're a lot of fun. Um, Thank you. There's like this really cool like sur surrealism aspect to it where stuff just kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And so like, how does that happen like do you sit down and write a script and the stuff happens or you know like what's your creative process like with every short you've seen of mine there was a script i realized that that seems insane that there was but there is a script because honestly um for anyone that hasn't seen it they're extremely while they're extremely silly and you know they visually i guess you could the, they do look kind of like a tim and eric short a lot of it is supposed to be effects that do look fake on purpose yeah. Like green screen type of stuff but they're very heavily edited and planned out like so i do think of i do 
all the stupid random stuff I think of way before and I do write it down like it actually is written down I have <laughs> scripts it's not just oh, it's, there's nothing spur of the moment I'm like literally filming people saying you have to do this like this right now you know like I'm, I'm filming all the parts that I need because I, I mean as a job I'm an editor so mm. I'm putting it together in my head so I'm doing it all prior all the thinking so it's not random on the spot and it's a lot of very intricate puzzle pieces I put. To, I try to put together. You know. But then, is there also whether like, it works or not? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's. I don't know. Yeah. Um, is there an aspect of like improvisation that goes with it too? Because I, I'm thinking. Um, recently, I rewatched uh, *Merry Gentlemen*, which yeah. is <laughs> a short that Bob filmed. Was it like 98 degrees out or something? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like a record heat day in Baltimore, and I actually I feel like I almost gave myself heat stroke doing it because we were outside all day. And for, for two days, and I literally sweated through all my clothes. Oh no! <laughs> and, I, and I almost fainted, but it—it's—I it, mean, it's worth it. But it like for that, Roz, like it's not improv, but it's one. Sh that was for a contest, so it was literally one shot at that script. So okay. it sort of is improv in that way. Like yeah. I literally just wrote it, and then <laughs> you don't realize all the problems until like after it's over you're like oh why didn't i do that that's so why you know <laughs> why did i you just realize everything wrong with it once it's over but you know when you're making stuff at that speed it just it is kind of improv mm -hmm. um there's i would say uh you've seen time wave it's a mm -hmm. it's a short about a microwave that's immortal and sentient mm -hmm. and the reason i made that from the improv aspect was because i had a broken microwave and that's why I made that. I was like, well, I don't want to throw this thing away. What can I do with it? And then it turned into, okay, some guy fucks it. And then like a God shoots it with its, its sperm from space. And then it's immortal. And then all this other shit happens. Uh, you know, I was like, that's, I guess that's, that's writing though. I, I don't know if that's writing or improv, but that's how it happened is I had a broken microwave, yeah. which is still sitting in the house broken. Okay. <laughs> that's really interesting. You still yes. have a microwave. <laughs> but sorry it's almost like you're like writing it in kind of like an improv ish mindset and then from then everything's super well planned to get it back to where it looks like it's improvised. something <laughs> yeah like like i'm not trying to say i know what i'm doing i don't i uh, i often fear the fact that i have a script podcast people will watch my films and go what the fuck is this guy I have any right to say anything but <laughs> I would say that if you watched my shorts and you actually cared, there is actually like setups and payoffs that I actually, it's not as random as it might appear. Like mm -hmm. I'll set something up and it will be a payoff. Yeah. Whether it's good or not, I'm not trying to say, I don't know, but I try to do that. So there is not, it's not all just random. I'm just like, what if, what if this happens now for no reason? I, I'm actually trying to, there is some through line there, you know? Yeah. Cool. Sweat. Yeah. Cool. So <laughs> sorry, I was relying on Roz to start I, the I, next question. Yeah, I was kind of expecting Roz to say something. <laughs> I was yeah, Tom and I were actually both looking at the questions at the same time. So they're just That's okay. Weird. Yeah, we're very professional on this podcast. If you can't tell from the shit break, um, <laughs> the long discussion about tech. And the fact that my cat used to regularly attack me during <laughs> right. our interviews. I'm kind of waiting yeah. for that. Oh, yeah. I've, so. I, you, that happens at Mondo, so I'm used to it. I'm kind of, <laughs> and also, like, I was thinking that right before I asked if I could take a, a ship break. I was like, what's the more professional thing to do here? Is it to be <laughs> in pain the entire hour and give a mediocre, like, half-assed interview or do I just be like, look, if you want this to be no, worthwhile. I'm totally fine with I would <laughs> I pick poop in that situation every time. Yeah, yeah, you got to, man. You, you got, got to. It's the adult thing oh. to do. Also, just the beautiful thing was like, so when we when we do laughing into the void, we have a five minute countdown timer. And we were talking <laughs> and 
Bob was just about to ask for a bathroom break, and then Tom goes, okay, <laughs> we're starting. And we're live. <laughs> I don't know how it happened through Zoom, but Bob's eyes just met mine in this moment <laughs> of perfect, clear understanding. It's like when someone gives you that poop look. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's going to happen. I mean, I just can't. I'm not, you know, like... I don't know. I'm 38, so I'm trying my best not to shit my pants anymore. <laughs> like that's like you know what I mean. Like, cause I'm not saying there's anything wrong with shitting your pants, but like there is kind of like the sadness that goes with. It. <laughs> you shit yeah. your pants. You're like what? You're like because I'm rethinking. It's like if you have sex with someone you're not proud of. It's like you shit your pants and you're like, like where am I in life? Should I go back to school? Type of thing. You know? <laughs> Shitting yourself and having sex with people that you regret having yeah. sex with. Both great for academia. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> really powering the school system. Because they need it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, take it away, Roz. Okay, so I was going to say, um, since we've been talking about, you know, what a huge influence film is on your life. Mm -hmm. And you're a member of the Mondo Committee, so a lot of the movies that we show are things that you suggest um well, not a lot you... I, I usually save my morsels but good. we have a pretty big committee well okay you're part of you're part of the screening process yes i am say. correct um so you know this is something we actually debate about a lot in the mondo mm -hmm. committee when we're picking movies but what do you think makes a movie good for mondo like what about a movie makes it something that is so funny that we want to show it to people um so I I think I feel like not only do I talk about this with Mondo people, but I talk about it for bonus this too because it's the same rules. Um, for the actual show to be funnier, either the podcast or the live Mondo performance, I feel like certain movies don't work that people assume would, and it's movies that don't work are the ones that are trying to be bad on purpose. I think that's number one rule is if it's trying to be bad on purpose. Not that I have anything wrong with that. Not that I don't like some of those movies it's not fun to make fun of yeah it's not fun to comment on it's because the filmmakers are already doing it mm. the movie itself is commenting on bad filmmaking so people sitting there making fun of it i'd like i'd point to us uh for mondo we did velociraptor which Velocipaster. i actually lo, vo, sorry velocipaster <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> yes come come on <laughs> if you haven't seen it i think it's actually a solid you know supposed to be bad movie i actually didn't hate it I really like the soundtrack a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, I no, there's aspects of it. Yeah, I've actually screened at festivals with Velocipaster. Like, oh. um, it's I think it's a solid movie for what it's trying to do. For our purposes, it did not work. It was like people were the comments in the comment <laughs> section were literally just saying the jokes. They're like, that huh. doesn't even look real. And I'm like, it's not supposed to look real. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's, you know, like you can't make fun of a movie that's doing it intentionally. Um, also, I would say for Mondo, uh, the best type of movie to point to would be older. For yeah. some reason, older bad movies are more fun to uh you know collectively berate <laughs> then I, I don't know i mean like there's some movies we've done that have been newer and i've enjoyed those but like that you know horror films from the 70s 80s and 90s mm. it, horror sci-fi action from that era is just i don't know i feel like that's where the all all the like fandom comes from for this type of thing does yeah. uh the room fall into that at all i mean the no the room's great uh, the room is also kind of like the most popular, sincere yeah. bad movie, was, right? The room it's like, was the first Mondo movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, I was yeah. not a part of Mondo even when that happened. So, um, because Mondo's been going on uh, 11, 11 years, yeah, it'll be 11 years in June, yeah. And yeah, the room, the room specifically, it did like kind of it got like a gathering, especially when like the James Franco, <laughs> the, yeah, the, uh, everything, yeah. yeah. And the room is great. I like. I love the room. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I even like that movie, uh, the James Franco thing. But um, it, the room. If Tommy Wiseau after the room, everything he's made, Tommy Wiseau yeah. is aware of why the room is popular now. And it's like, dude, it's not funny anymore because you're 
You're in on the joke? Yeah. <laughs> the room's not in on the joke, and that's Go why the room to is being great. sad. You're ruining the movie <laughs> for us. Your non-sincerity is ruining the movie, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, not that he's not funny just as a person, but he, he gets it now. So yeah. the Room 2 would probably not be funny. Birdemic 2? I don't. Have you ever heard of Birdemic? Mm-mm. Birdemic is a movie. We showed it at Mondo. It's a movie where uh, it's really badly shot, and the birds, they're like, a t- it's like, it's kind of... Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, but if the birds were like little gifts, <laughs> like literally they're gifts, and it's supposed to be serious. It's not supposed to be funny. They just look terrible. <laughs> the guy that made that movie, he got a lot of fame from that movie for how bad it was. He ended up making a Birdemic too, which totally was in on the joke. And it was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch this now. <laughs> he knows There's why totally- he's popular. Okay. It sucks. There's like a quality yeah. of, of pureness and like earnestness that you're yeah. trying to make something, you know, that and that fail. it's hard to put into words, I think. No, it, so it has to be sincere, I think, but also there has to, it's sincere, but incompetent. Like that's important, you know. I think that, that that's what qualifies anything you're for me. Then again, my comedy style. <laughs> That's well, comedy's a different beast, completely. <laughs> and I don't think that's that can't be true. I'm genuine but. and incompetent. <laughs> that's also a good T-shirt. I think that's my next that's performance a review at work. Yeah, genuine and incompetent. Yeah, we're gonna have merch again. Don't worry. Oh god. Yeah. Um, but okay, so um, we can talk about other stuff if we still have time and if you want to. Uh, but like I said at the top, we also end with the same. Uh, question for every guest uh, so I just want to uh, throw it out there real quick um, but uh, we also ask what's up next for you and then that can be like the stuff immediately on the horizon that maybe you want to plug but also I uh, appreciate hearing uh, with the creative people like what Sorry, their goals my cat are in oh <laughs> there's the cat there, he, he uh, lost he for my his cameo before we ended yeah. <laughs> um, but also like um kind of where you see yourself longer term with the filmmaking stuff and with the podcasting um i know you said earlier that it's like well i don't make money from this stuff um but that would be cool that would be cool yeah like i think how do i say this without sounding completely depressing and dark the pandemic itself has shifted my life priorities completely um and that goes with that that really affects creativity that I don't I don't think I've seen how that's going to affect my creativity going forward but I'll say this like uh I want to keep making stuff obviously I have no plan and I used and I used to feel like I had to have a plan all the time and now I'm just happy to be alive mm. so I'm going to just make stuff at moments when I feel I should instead of worrying about where I'm going because of the last year of my life and the last yeah. year of everyone's life. You know what I mean? I'm just really grateful. I had, a, I had a very emotional, I don't know if I even let this out Roz, like with my friends, but I had a pretty emotional first six months of that pandemic. Uh, <laughs> like I was pretty sure I was going to die from it and everything. Like I, I'm a hypochondriac. I'm overweight. I was just assumed that I was like, I'm going to die from this thing. This is it. It's over. So if I make it through to any, you know, um, I'm going to try to shift some priorities and maybe, instead of uh, self-flagellating over the fact that I haven't done something, mm-hmm. I can maybe just enjoy being with the people I love. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sound like enlightened or anything. No, so I'm but not. it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't think it's enlightenment. It's just maybe I put too much. I, I have friends who sometimes I think put too much weight on the quantity of things that they do. And I used to be that guy. Um, the last 10 years of my life, I did everything. I mean, name it. I did it. You know, like when I wasn't making films, I was doing theater stuff. When I wasn't doing that, I was doing podcasts. When I wasn't doing that, I was doing live shows. I did literally everything and I had to be everywhere and I don't regret it, but the, but I don't know if I need to do that anymore. I think I was just going to be creative for, for me. On your own terms. Yeah. On my own terms. So I can, so maybe I can find some happiness in the solace. Yeah. Awesome. yeah yeah maybe i'll give that a try one day <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, you know try man yeah you deserve it 
That's awesome. Oh, God. No, now I don't accept it. And now <laughs> you became too directly nice to me. And I <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fine, you don't deserve it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You don't deserve happiness. Okay. All right, all right. Um, awesome Blossoms, that brings us actually almost perfectly to time. So I'm just going to spotlight myself again real quick, give us a little outro. Um, but that's all the time we have for today i want to thank you bob for being such a great guest <laughs> thank <laughs> you real, giving me life advice at the end um sorry and, for that seven minutes at the beginning uh, no that was um that was the part that uh <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was the really life advice enlightening yeah um, always choose the poop <laughs> sometimes you gotta poop um but anyway um and for, yeah thanks for hanging out with us uh you can find him on instagram twitter and tiktok at thundergrunt bob uh, thank you, Roz, for being a great co-host as always, and a big thanks to you, our audience, um, if you're out there uh, for watching uh, the program. Uh, if you enjoyed the stream, please consider making a donation or following us on social media. Find the links to those in the episode description. Um, and and yeah, without without you guys, uh, we wouldn't be laughing into a void. We'd be like just we'd just be laughing, and who wants that? Um, but yeah, and tune in next week for who we're gonna interview, which I forgot to make a note of. Um, but we'll post about it. Just it's gonna yeah. be good. It's always good. So just 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 be come. Great. Same we'll time, be there. same place. Yeah. Send them an email early and tell them to use the bathroom before the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think uh, laughing into the toilet is gonna be the secret to this. Anyway, bye.